You're listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au. So, we've got a pretty special preacher today. Do it our first one. To be honest, I reckon it's probably the best looking preacher we've had as well, but I've, I've got to be a bit biased in that, being my wife. But, sorry, Ian. <laughs> so, Sezzy, you want to come forward? Just, just as she's get ready, we might just pray for Sarah. So, if you just stretch your hands out. and Father, we just thank you for Sarah, Lord. Lord, we thank you for her heart, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you placed a word on her heart, Father, Lord, that's been burning in her, Father, to share, Lord. We, we pray, Lord, for the confidence and the boldness, Lord, as she, she shares this with us, Father, Lord. I just pray, Lord, our hearts will be open, Lord, and we'll receive, Father, Lord, and, and help us to put it into practice as well, Father, Lord. We, we thank you for all you're doing through Sarah and for all of us, Lord, and um, we thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I've gotten really shaky, so I apologise. <laughs> um, so, back in February, um, a few of us went to a couple of days with Tyrone before the Vic Equip. Um, and there my heart was changed completely. He was talking about leadership in the church and read um, the verse from Ephesians 4 to be completely gentle and humble, bearing with one another in love. This just touched my heart. Um, for the rest of the day, it's all I could think about. I went home, I meditated on it for after work each day for the week. I just went home um, and just let the words sink into my heart. And I realised that I had been struggling with pride. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, I had been struggling with, with pride and not being completely humble, um, how God wants us to live. Um, so I started each day on the way to work praying for a humble heart that everything that I did at work, people would be able to see God in me, that how I talk to people, how I act, that it would just be done in such a prideful way that's giving all the glory to God. Um, and then months have gone by and then the last the ledgers we had um, going through the Bible with Will and he saw the picture of the Tower of Babel and started to talk about it for a bit. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, cool, I'll make a kids lesson on the Tower of Babel. Um, but yeah, instead I wrote this and I just felt the desire to share it. Um, so I heard from Joyce Meyer that pride is such a hard topic to talk about because pride, because um, people that most need to hear it are the proud, but they're too proud to see or admit it. Um, I just pray this morning that anyone that's struggling with pride um, may not necessarily be able to see it, but I just pray this morning that they'd be released, that your hearts be, comp- um, our hearts be 100% open and expected of what God wants to see, uh, what God wants to share today. Um, so I'd like to start off by reading Genesis 11 on the Tower of Babel. Um, Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As the people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Um, Otherwise we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. 
But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so that, so that they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Now, there are so many verses and scripture in the Bible that talk about pride and humility, but I just love the Tower of Babel that it shows the pridefulness of man, that they're trying to make a name for themselves um, and how much God opposes of it. We see in James 4, um, God opposes the proud but gives favour to the humble. Um, We see that the men were making a tower to reach the heavens to make a name for themselves. It reminds me how um, in today's society we associate people, particularly like celebrities and famous people, by what they have, um, how much money they have, the size of their house, what car they drive. Um, Or when we get faced with the question of what do you want to be remembered for? In the end, ultimately, none of like we're not going to be here. It's not going to matter. We then see that God came and he changed their whole language, that they confused it. Um, And one, because they're not giving glory to God and they're trying to make it for themselves. And two, that nothing was going to be impossible for them. Um, In Matthew 19.26, it reads, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with Hang on, sorry. With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are impossible. It doesn't read that with man, that we can do everything like we read in the Tower of Babel, but nothing's impossible for God. Um, I know for a fact that I can't do everything without God. I like to think I can. I like to try and take control. Um, but in the end, just it never works out that we need God. Um, and as I was writing, like writing this, I got the analogy of imagine having a child that from birth is 100% independent. They learn to feed themselves, they learn to crawl, they learn to walk. Um, as they got older, they never come to you about any trials that they may be facing, any joys that they've come across. Um, I can imagine, I'm not a parent, but I can imagine if I was, it'd be pretty um, heartbreaking that you want your kids to be able to come to you um, to talk to you that as a parent you're there to help them grow. Um, and this is how I feel, this is how I imagine God would feel about us when we don't go to him about things, that when we're not reliant on him, um, God gives us a little nudge and make, um, lets us go back to him. Um, thanks. I've lost where I am now, sorry. <laughs> um, also, yesterday at the Equip, um, Jonathan was talking about in so many, talking about um, how often in life we'll say we can't do this, we can't do that, but when we have faith and when we have God, we can do anything through faith. Um, so pride is such a dangerous sin, and I've never really thought about it much um, until I've started reading into Scripture about it. Um, but in Proverbs 6, 16 to oops, I didn't go, 19, I think it was, 
Um, it says, There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, haughty eyes, which is pridefulness, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that de- devises wicked schemes, feet that quick... Feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. So we see that haughty eyes, it's another way of like saying that we're prideful. Um, and it's often, a lot of the sin we do is often because we're being prideful. Um, say jealousy for an instance, it comes from our prideful nature that we're seeing what other people have and we want it. We're not being thankful for what we have. Um, When we're being prideful, we're comparing ourselves to others. We talk about others looking at their sin instead of our own to make us look good or feel good. Um, And in Matthew 7... 1 to 5, it says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the, me- with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of a sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Let me take your speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck of your brother's eye. Um, so instead of lifting ourselves up, giving ourselves the credit, we need to be um, we need to be lifting other people up, um, speaking good of them um, before. Yeah, sorry. Um, We think higher or better of ourselves about others. We become arrogant. Um, we think when we're lifting ourselves up and giving ourselves the credit, saying, hey, look what I can do. I'm the best teacher in kindergarten, um, for instance, that we think that we're lifting ourselves up and making us feel good, but really it brings us down. And I can see it now that, I, now that I've seen that I've struggled with pride, I can see how much it actually weighs us down instead of lifting us up. Um, for instance, a few weeks ago, I took on the um, role of a room leader um, in the pre-kinder room, and it's a fairly new centre. We've only been open, I think, almost a year now. And so the kinders have been in with the pre-kinders. Um, so the room I'm in, it's brand new, hasn't been used. All the other rooms have taken resources out, so I got to like make it from scratch myself. I was so excited. Um, at this point, my curriculum leader um, wrote me a little note one night, I got it the next day, saying that she wanted to help set the room up. Um, and she's so passionate about her job, she's so inspiring, she has so many ideas. Um, but it's come in the way that, like I've seen her change things drastically and I'm like, oh, I don't want her to do that to my room. I want to be able to do what I want to do. Um, and so one Monday night, I knew she wasn't at work that day, and so I actually stayed back and I started to change the room around without her. Um, I hadn't done it completely, but I'm like, oh, at least I get a start. I can do it how I want to make it. Um, and then so she got to work on Tuesday. She obviously saw that I'd started to change the room. 
um, and she wasn't talking to me. She was being really standoffish, and it got to, I think, Thursday, and she finally said that I thought we were going to do the room together, and it hit me. I'm like, I've been so selfish trying to make it my room um, using the deeds that I want to use, and I've gone and hurt her because she said that, like, we want to do it together. Um, and after talking to her, like, she shared how she is and that she only wants to help um, to support me and my ideas um, to help them happen and also for the kids. Um, so it's just, it just hit me again that it's just made me feel so sick and guilty that I've gone and hurt people because I've been selfish. Um, and Philippians 2, um, verse 3 to 4 um, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking down on your own interests, but each of you to the interests of their others. Um, I can see here that I've gone and I've been selfish, um, rather than looking at her and her interests as well. Um, So we see over and over again how blessed we are in the Bible and how favoured we are when we're humble. James 4.10 reads, Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Isaiah 23.9 The Lord Almighty planned to do it, to bring her down in her pride in all her splendour and to humble all who are renowned on the earth. And Luke 14.11 for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and to those who humble themselves will be exalted. Um, it's important to realise too that when we're being humble, that we're not doing it just to be blessed, because then there's our prideful nature coming back again. But it's, and we obviously don't deserve to be blessed with all we do. Um, but it's coming back to the realisation that God is our God is the King of Kings. He's our Father and Creator and everything that we do, we do because of Him. Um, and we need to give Him the glory. In Corinthians 10.31 oh, I don't have that. Oh, sorry. Um, Corinthians 10.31 is... Oh, I'll find it, sorry. First... I've got it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Um, that we're not taking it into our own hands, but we're giving it to Jesus. Um, so how can we be humble? Philippians 2, 5 to 9. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something that he something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Um, so we see that Jesus came and he was a perfect example that he lived 
that he lived and walked obediently with God um, to the point of dying on the cross for us. Um, we need to be trusting in everything the Lord says, even if we don't, we think we don't agree with it or we don't want to agree with it. Um, we're taking scripture out of context because we want to hear what we want to hear or know. We just need to be trusting in the in the word um, and that God always has a plan for us. Um, so the next two points go hand in hand together and it's prayer and transformation of the mind. Prayer is the one... Of, Prayer is like the biggest thing that we can be doing, most important. Um, it's the most fundamental for anything. Um, that without prayer we don't grow. And like any relationship without communication, it will suffer and eventually become non-existent. Um, we need to be transforming our minds and con- continue to pray for a humble heart. Um, when we pray, we're letting God take over and ca- confess that we need him and his strength. Um, and we need to be transforming our minds. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I just love this verse. I always have. It's been one of my favorites. Um, and it's basically just saying that we need to recenter our minds, not to thinking of worldly views and patterns, but back to God. Um, we, need to live in, we need to live in a world that's become... Sorry. We live in a world that is becoming more and more self-centered. Everything that we do is all about us, what we do. Um, but we need to be hum- We need to become humble. We have to transform our minds. So we need to allow Christ to remove the pride and become more like Him each and every day. Not by us, not by our strength, but by His. Um, Serving is also another part of being humble. That is putting others before ourselves. Um, Mark 10, 30, um, I changed it, sorry, um, 43 to 45. Um, not, not so with you, instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Um, so even Jesus came to be served and not came to serve and not be served. We're called to be Christ-like. We see so so many scriptures in the Bible where we see Jesus touching the touching the sick, walking with the lame, um, and serving on other people. Um, we see in um, Luke, it says that whoever serves to a um, whoever serves a dinner to serve the poor, um, not to serve your family, your friends, or your relatives, but to serve the poor, because we don't expect an invitation back for them, and we'll be blessed by this. Um, Michael and I love to serve. We both have ever since we were little. Um, I remember asking mum and dad a few times when I was back home when I was little if they could have people around just so I could help cook and serve on them. Um, a lot of the times they didn't, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, making up for now. Um, it just brings such a deep enjoyment in your heart that just bubbles. Um, 
it's just it's a hard hard excitement to explain um, that it's not an earthly excitement, but it's from God. Um, and also to give glory to God that everything that we do, we need to be giving it back to the glory of the glory to God. It's okay to have um, to be good at things. It's okay to realize our achievements and our talents, but as long as we're doing it for the glory of God um, and giving Him the credit for it, um, that it's not about us, but it's about God. Um, that if. And it's also what makes ministry work. That if we're all good at, say, doing the kids' ministry, who's going to lead, say, the men's or women's ministry? Or if we're all good at worship, that we're all worship leaders, who's going to be the barista serving on all of us? Um, if everyone is good at one thing, it's just not going to work. In Corinthians 12, um, 21 to 25, it says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. So we see that everyone has a role to play, no matter how big, no matter how small, that we all work together. Um, I, say this by, I say this humbly by the grace of God, that the more I pray, the more I act humbly towards other people, um, the more I feel God's full joy over my life, that... The past few months, I've just been more and more excited about God um, and his joy. Um, The devil wants to kill, steal and destroy. And prideful thinking steals us of this joy. Um, We need to be shining shining our spotlight on the cross and lighting up everything Jesus has done for us and the work of God he's doing in our lives instead of shining the spotlight on ourselves and lighting ourselves up. (sighs) Okay. Um, if you'd like to just um, close your eyes and we'll finish off in prayer. Lord, I just thank you that you are so, so good, Father, that, Lord, you have a plan for every single one of us, Lord. I just pray over every single person here today, Father, that any bit of pride that's just holding them back from something, Lord, I just pray that that be released now in your name, Father. I just pray over the next few weeks, Lord, that We'll all just be able to live humbly in you, Father, giving you all the glory in everything we do. Amen. Thank you, Sarah. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that great? Pride, the most subtle of sins and the deadliest of sins. And uh, the one that goes uh, that... uh, fits our human nature, our unredeemed nature the best and the one that is the most opposed to the nature of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au.